Ladies and gents, my name is Cody Spitzelberger, and welcome to the first episode of Excessive RP. Excessive RP is going to be a Geek Domination show similar to Zane's World and the Geek Domination podcast where we talk about geeky stuff. This one is going to be focusing on stuff I am particularly interested in, such as video games, big video games that I spend way too much time on, and stuff like that. It's going to be my own solo show. I will have guests from time to time, which we have one today. We'll get to that in just a second. But we are going to be talking about today the big announcement of World of Warcraft 6 expansion that was released yesterday, the announcement of Legion. But before we get to that, I would like to introduce my guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello. I go by uh, Jelly Roll. I uh, have 10 years experience playing World of Warcraft, uh, other MMO experience, uh, particularly in raid leading, and uh, all around being a uh, masterful player. Pretty much. I met Jelly probably about two months ago now when I switched guilds. And yeah, um, just before we preface this and get too much into this, I do want to mention that neither one of us are actually playing WoW right now. We have uh, both kind of taken a break from the game because there's a lot of shit going on that we don't particularly like. But I think both of us are also kind of a little bit excited and a little bit weary about what we're seeing from Legion right now. Definitely true. A lot of good things, a lot of strange things. Yeah. So let's just jump right into this. Uh, like we said, Legion was announced yesterday, the sixth expansion of World of Warcraft, potentially the last expansion from what it's kind of looking about. We'll get to end to that later. Uh, the trailers we saw, it shows Gul'dan, who has become a big lore figure in War Warlords of Draenor, him kind of coming back into the fray. He's uh, walking through what this looks like, a really insane, really dark cave, and then we just see him touching a crystal, and then as more light and shadows reflect into the crystal, we see that as a figure of Illidan, who is a big lore character and is coming back into the fray. So, um, obviously, with Illidan coming back, that introduces the new class of Demon Hunters. Why don't you explain that to us, for Jelly? Right, well, Demon Hunters. Um, interesting class. They uh, can only be done by... Oh, I'm sorry, they can only be played by Night Elves and uh, Blood Elves. Obviously, uh, sticking with the lore. They have a similar startup to Death Knights, where they're going to kind of pull the time frame back a little bit, show what Ilden was doing during Burning Crusade, and, um, you know, there's an interesting startup quest for them, uh, kind of gets you into the mindset um, as they, as a, one of the developers put it, uh, kind of look through uh, Illidan's eyes and see what's going on there. Um, what I found interesting, though, is that they are only going to be two specs. Uh, the, the Havoc DPS spec and the Vengeance tank spec. I think it um, is interesting, but I mean, like, the more and more I thought about it, like, obviously they weren't going to do a healer. That doesn't make any sense. But I, even if I feel true. like, I feel like if even if they did do two differing melee specs, there's only so much you can do with it at this point. Yeah, there's something to be said for, like, flooding the entire, like, first portion of, you know, a Sing Demon Hunter with, like, every ability they can possibly think of, so being able to, like, hopefully save something uh, would be nice. You already talked about it a little bit, but I am, like, super excited for the intro quest of Demon Hunters. Like you already said, it's going to start ten years in the past during Burning Crusade with Ilden at the height of his power. Um, you actually maining a Death Knight for a long time, um, and I was always talking about how the Ebonhold opening questline for the Death Knights was always one of my favorite experiences in WoW, so I'm really super excited for this. Yeah, it should be really interesting. I really that's one of my favorite things that they do, like lore wise, when they uh you know, let us see different time frames that are happening parallel to our own that we've already kind of experienced, kinda of really filling in um some of the gaps and uh different things. 
But yeah, obviously, if you have uh, Demon Hunters, they're going to have a bunch of cool customization options. Uh, horns are obviously a big thing with them. There's going to be different styles, sizes. You can have no horns if you want, and you're weird. Uh, there's going to be tattoos, different skin variations. Obviously, um, one of the most iconic things about Illidan is his eye coverings, and we are going to see that here. Yeah, those eye coverings. Just, oh, man. It's next level shit. Also, uh, one of their big selling points was Demon Hunters can double jump, which is silly. You know what? It might be silly, but as much time as I've spent jumping in the game, I, I can appreciate a good double jump. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they touched a little bit about met metamorphosis, which is a big thing with Demon Hunters, which is funny when you look at how big metamorphosis has become in a demonology spec over the last couple of years, but they've already talked about how they want to kind of pull that away from the spec, and obviously, Demon Hunters are the reason behind that. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. Um, I know that we had a couple of demonology locks in our um, in our raid group who really liked um, playing demo uh, through uh, you know Black Ark Foundry and things like that, and then they just completely trashed the spec and said, you know what, we don't want anybody playing this. So uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see them uh, kind of pull stuff away from them and um, uh, give it over to demon hunters. And I'm interested to see. If they keep similar type of mechanics with metamorphosis, where they get, you know, different uh, a different skill set during it, and how exactly it's going to be used, um, or if it's going to be simple, you know, simple cooldown or something. So, uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, anything else you can think about Demon Hunters or final thoughts before we move on here? Personally, I'm super excited just because Illidan's always been such a big lore character for me. Um, I'm also a little weary just because like everyone's wanted Demon Hunter for so long, so everyone's going to be playing it. So this is going to be a giant floodgate of it, so... Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just like always saw with Death Knights and Wrath of Lich King. Um, it's, you know, you're going to get a lot of people playing them um, for fun. Uh, it's, it's something that, you know, we were talking about. Um, and I think we're going to see uh, at least a couple uh, Demon Hunters in our raid group. Uh, I think they could bring some interesting utility to talk about the Spectral Sight. Um, but they also, you know, be able to see through walls and things like that. But they also said that it's not going to be mandatory. In some ways, though, I worry that, um, you know, they may base some mechanics around it. Um, it just kind of like how Blood Death Knights, yeah, Gorfine's Grasp wasn't mandatory, but man, did it make fights easier. So, yeah. uh, looking forward to see what they do with that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on here to Artifact Opens, which I know has a lot of people said it. Artifact Opens are going to be um, weapons in the game. There's going to be 36 spec-specific weapons. That is basically going to be your weapon for the entire expansion. These are going to be heavy, heavy lore weapons. For example, like they're just straight up using Ashbringer as Rhett Pally weapons. Frost Death Knights are going to use uh, Rune Blades made out of the Shards of Frostmourne. Enhancement Shamans are straight up getting Doomhammer. So obviously, like, this is just like giant fan service, I feel like. But I'm also interested at the same time. Yeah, and that's just it. It is fan service, and as a fan... I'm definitely split on it. I want them to, you know, stay true and not just go around handing out amazing, like, lore-bound weapons. But at the same time, like, what they've shown us actually looks cool. And to sit there and say, oh, no, I don't want to wield, you know, something made from the Shards of Frostborn or Ashbringer or whatever. It's, you know, that, that would just be a lie. Of course you want that. Yeah, pretty much. I know I've already talked about my desire to straight up just go back to playing Rep Pally, and one of the main focuses behind that is Ashbringer. And I feel like that's going to be a deciding factor for a lot of people, which I think is silly at the same time, but I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of the it's one of the highlights that they really brought forth on their presentation. Of, you know, look at all these amazing artifact weapons, and I don't think there's anyone who's going to deny like these don't look awesome. And I don't know that we've talked to anybody who wasn't like it didn't at least heavily stress that their choice and what they're going to play the next expansion is going to be based on these weapons. Yeah, pretty much. So like we said, uh, you're going to get these weapons very early on in Legion, and they're going to be with you for the entire expansion. They're actually going to be the only weapons attainable in Legion. Um, the loot drops for bosses from bosses in raids and dungeons are going to be relics, which essentially modify or increase the weapon's power, which uh, I'm a little disappointed to see that they're not going to include any other weapons. Yeah, I mean, I understand that it's going to make the development job easier for the most part. I mean, you don't have to worry about balancing all the weapons around. You know, there's a big... Uh, Bruhaha on HFC about uh, the the concern of you know item level scalings and all that for weapons. So I mean I guess that lightens the load there. But I understand there's a lot of variations to these weapons. But by the end of the expansion, I'm gonna be so sick of looking at it. I think. Well, at least I mean they've they've already said like yeah you can transmog it to be other weapons. But obviously that's going to be the last five expansions worth of weapons. You're not gonna get anything new and exciting here. Right. Um, the weapons are also going to have um, basically talent trees built into them. I feel like this is basically how they're going to handle your leveling experience from 100 to 110 and how you grow in power through that. Basically, as you level, you're going to unlock more talent points that you can put into your weapon that are going to increase your power as you go. For example, Death Knights are getting a self-res, which honestly, I don't understand why that isn't already in the game, but... Yeah, uh, you know, they didn't show us a lot of the, uh, you know, the sneak peeks or, or, or whatever of the, uh, of those trees. But, I mean, if they keep them interesting, it should be okay. Obviously, they've said that some things are flat power increase, um, and some things are going to be a little more interesting. But, um, I think it's nice that you can kind of, uh, kind of pick which way you want to go first, and ultimately you're going to get all of those abilities. But there's a little bit of freedom on how you want to develop that. Absolutely. And uh, the last thing I think it's cool to talk about with uh, artifact weapons is there's going to be basically, um, I don't know if you'd call it weapon skins, but like variations of the weapons that are going to be unlocked through achievements such as like leveling your weapon, raiding, PvP, stuff like that. And a lot of them look really cool. Like I know they've released a lot of the Ashbringer ones and there are a couple of them that look really cool and I'm interested to see how this is going to go. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times when you're watching those presentations, that you think that oh, like that crowd is being ridiculous, like they're cheering over silly stuff. But like when they show those are those Ashbringer art, uh, artifact skins, it's it's hard to not be like shocked and amazed and wanting those. Uh, I think that a lot of them are interesting. Some of them are a little over the top, but uh, you know, it kind of goes along with what you're we saying. You know, you can get tired of looking at the same skin over and over, so being able to to change it up and Look at different stuff. It's going to be a helpful uh, experience there, and it gives you a reason to maybe go out and do other things that you wouldn't normally do. And that's one of the bigger complaints that people had with um, Warlords is there wasn't a lot of stuff to do outside of raiding. So maybe this will give them another opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, give us more to do. One of my favorite things they actually did in Warlords with battle pets is they actually put a lot of uh, droppable battle pets from old raids. Like they went back into Burning Crusade raids, and I. Think some Wrath of Lich King dungeons and put some battle pets in that it dropped. And that was one of my favorite things. Like you're actually kind of making the old content relevant again. And they have the opportunity here to maybe do a similar thing. 
Yeah, that'd be you know that'd be something that'd be totally cool. And I think there's I think the possibilities are kind of endless with that um, as far as what they want to do. Yeah, let's jump into the next next thing here, which is class orders, which is kind of like ever their answer to like Garrison's 2.0, but with more of a social aspect. I feel like basically it's going to be. Um, while the Alliance and Horde still kind of had their differences, they kind of realized, like, hey, the world's kind of going to end, so the classes themselves are going to band together. And you are going to be, you the player, you're going to lead the class order, which... Uh... Yeah, I, my my, uh, my reaction, that's very similar, too. I think uh, some of the stuff they're doing with that is interesting. I think bringing back some of the... Um... The, the very iconic locations um, for those is really cool. Um, I think, um, you know, like the Lights Hope Chapel for the Silver Hand or, or something mm-hmm. like that um, is a cool aspect. I just worry about a lot of the other implementation that are going with, with it, um, really making it... Obviously, it's not. You know, I think they really wanted to stress it's not Garrison 2.0 um, and uh, one of the new features they're doing with the... Uh, uh, you know, you're you are going to have some followers, but they're not. Uh, you know, you don't get 25 of them, and they're not just like some army of people you just throw out there. You know, they're going to have a like a. I think they related to like a Knights of the Round Table. You know, you have very esteemed people. You know, your right hand going out and going to go help you do something really important. Um, I just think that's a very fine line that they're walking with that. Um, and uh, you know, they have to be careful because they're going to. Uh, you know, obviously this is going to be kind of a make-or-break expansion for them, and uh, releasing things that are just a little bit off the beaten path from Garrisons um, can be a dangerous game. Absolutely. They've already talked about how they are not going to be carrying Garrisons over, um, which I think everyone kind of knew and expected at this point. But I still, I feel like they still wanted to have something similar. I don't think this was the answer. Um, they did like kind of already talk about how it's not kind of going to be like a replaceable town. Like There isn't going to be an auction house. There isn't going to be... Um, banks you can get here it's really just going to be like a hub which i think like it could be really cool in the sense where like it's a hub that like um like other classes are going or other people of your class are going to be going to i think that could actually i didn't even think about this until right now but this could actually make um trade chat useful in a sense because it could basically like allow you to go to a place to go talk in trade chat with just a people of your class that's true uh, that's that's not a bad idea. Um, it would be interesting to see how, of course, the um, the public handles that, and you know, if they actually use it for that. <laughs> Let's be honest, <laughs> trade chat is uh, very often yeah. uh, not used for what it should be, but or what it's supposed to be. But uh, if gamers handle it and make it what they want to make it, uh, things can work out. You know, I know there are like a lot of servers. That um, kind of embrace those kind of things, and you, you know, uh, like Proudmore is like, it's like a really like, friendly server, and I think you know if you go into something like that, you're gonna see maybe more of that, and I think it, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm wondering how much time you're really gonna spend in there. If it's gonna be a situation where you walk in, you do what you need to do, and you get out, because there may be a slightly more attractive place to be AFKing, but you know, I, I don't know. I feel like all of us just spent way too much time in our garrisons this expansion which i think was a problem they realized but i mean i'm this is probably the thing that has me most nervous right now like i really don't want them to put a lot of focus into this and i really feel like they're going to 
Yeah, that's just it too. It's not gonna be like some crazy place you're gonna go. Like, yeah, I'm sure it'll look gorgeous. You'll get there the first five times you go there, you're gonna have find cool things. But the five hundredth time you go there, it's gonna be the same thing. Like it's gonna get old. It's not gonna be any kind of like crazy content that you wanna just keep seeing. So it's it's a nice side thing to put in, like but I really wouldn't don't wanna see any more like development time like taken for for those. Yeah. Um I think one of the last things we really want to touch on here is how they're revamping PvP. Do you want to explain that for us? Yes. Uh, the honor system is very interesting. I know they started off the presentation showing like the old honor system, moving into what we have now, and then how that's going to change. Um, you know, one of the biggest things with it was that uh, gear was playing such a huge factor in PvP, and uh, in this case, uh, they wanted. Pretty much get rid of that, so they've instituted this uh, PvP talent system that's going to be completely separate from PvE. Um, you know, the more you play and win PvP, the more you're going to level up, unlock uh, talents and abilities that are going to be um, basically replacement or additional to your PvE abilities in order to, uh, you know, use them in a PvP setting. Um, and, you know, of course, they have quite a few examples of like things that were marginally useful in PvE that they've just taken put into the pvp setting um so along with that um obviously as you're leveling up you're going to get to a max rank and then they're going to give you the opportunity to prestige now if you're familiar with that word you've probably heard from call of duty and it's going to be a very similar situation um you know they're going to basically say you know hey if you prestige set yourself back to level one you're going to be able to have a chance to you know earn mounts and aesthetic things and titles and and so on and so forth um and one one of those rewards includes an artifact variant for your weapon which i think is really interesting having pvp variant um and i think one of the biggest things is this will keep pvpers playing uh that's one of the biggest draws for call of duty you know you want to get to that max rank prestige and just show all, how awesome you are so it should keep people playing i think yeah, I think this is actually great. Like, I know people are criticizing them a lot because this is basically Call of Duty plus the um, PvP system that Final Fantasy XIV has in place. But I feel like it's a system that works. Yeah, um, I think it takes... Yeah, it's exactly right. I think they take two good aspects from different games and, you know, kind of merge them together. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with using what works and, and making it better. And, you know, I can't say I'm the, the biggest PvPer. I've, you know, I've, I've gotten to a 2K rating one time, so I, you know, I'm not like some master PvPer. Um, I'd be interested in seeing what PvPers think. Um, and I, but you know, overall, I think this is a much better, more goal-oriented situation than um, how they've been doing it right now. Yeah, I think this actually, like, obviously, people are, for for good reason, focusing on how this is going to change PvP. But I think people are kind of overlooking how this can actually help PvE as well. Because there have been so many times, especially in MOP, when like abilities were nerfed into the ground just because of their potential in PvP. So I feel like that, that just kind of gets them the opportunity to rebalance everything. And I think that's going to be a really good way for them to also revisit classes that we're going to see reworked. For example, we didn't even touch on this yet. But uh, we are seeing a pretty massive hunter revamp coming. Um, survival hunters are going to melee with spears and pole arms. Um, marksmanship hunters are going to have no pets. And then sounds like beast masteries are going to stay the same. But regardless of that, like I feel like the ability to make a, an entirely different talent system for PvE and PvP is going to give them the opportunity to rebalance and look at abilities they haven't looked at in a long time and kind of bring them back into the game. 
Yes, and I think that um, you know we talked about um, prior, but uh, I think it also gives an opportunity to take some of the talents that you know are very PvP oriented and maybe give us a fresher look in PvE, give us something that we really want to maybe pick uh, in a PvE setting rather than you know uh, stuff that is clearly going to be used in a in a battleground or an arena uh, over a over a, a boss encounter. So uh, you know definitely good things on both ends. I think that this can help. Um, all assets of, all aspects of the game but yeah um just to run through a couple last few things here they did talk about some of the dungeons and raids we're gonna see um obviously dungeons are a huge part of the mmo experience and they kind of seem like they're going to put more of a focus on it uh, this expansion which i think this is something that they need to do for a while um actually one of our raiders was in with us i don't know if it was last night or the night before and just talking about how like the number of dungeons like going across the expansions has like dropped so hard like halved like he was like oh there was like 15 dungeons in vanilla 15 dungeons in burning crusade and kept going and it's like oh yeah in warlords of draenor there are eight yeah it's kind of funny how that works and you know as someone who was the fan of how they did cataclysm dungeons where they were like the roads were tough like they yes they took they took some time and they they uh took some effort and you know the the payoff was usually worth it um you know, I'm I'm hoping they return to a similar situation. I know they mentioned that they were going to with the Warlords, and it didn't quite hit the mark for me personally. But I, you know, seeing this number of dungeons is a good start. Absolutely. Um, just a couple things to touch on here. They're obviously um with them pulling from a lot of different enemy archetypes here. Um, it gives a lot of really unique dungeons. We have something like um the Halls of Valor, which are high in the clouds, uh, inspired by Valhalla. The black or the black black rook hold, which is in Valshara, it's a bulwark against the legion. Um, you fight the way to your top of a mountain, which is a really cool idea. Uh, you have the vault of the wardens, which is a very iconic place in Warcraft Three, where you originally go to release Illidan to help him help have him help you fight the legion, and that's where we're actually going to go look for him in the beginning. We have other ones um, like Eye of Ajara, which I think people are really mad that. They trademarked Ivajara what uh, before last year's BlizzCon, and now we're finally seeing it emerge as just a dungeon. Yeah, pretty troll. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, we're also going to see the return of the Violet Hold, which I think is really cool. Um, and then they did touch on two raids. The first one's going to be the Emerald Nightmare, which I know um, players have wanted to see the Emerald Dream touched on for a very long time. I don't think a raid was the right way to touch it, though. Yeah, as one of those players who's really into that kind of thing, I'm a little bummed that they're going to be just doing a raid for it. You know, I know we've, there's a lot of uh, ideas of what's going to happen after this expansion, but maybe this will just be kind of a foothold into that and there'll be more to touch on. But, you know, they can only cram so much story into a single raid. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Yeah, they did uh, talk about how following the completion of the Emerald Nightmare, um, Corruption will be cleansed from the Emerald Dream forever, so they're taking this time to just be like, okay, here's us touching the Emerald Dream, and it's done. Never to be yeah. touched again. Um, this is something that we kind of talked about earlier on in today, was the idea that they're taking a lot of smaller stories and lore aspects that people wanted to see and touched on for a long time, addressing them and cutting them off. So people are kind of saying, I personally don't think this is going to be the final expansion, I think this is going to be them basically cutting everything off but one path leading us to the next expansion, and I think that's going to be it. 
Yeah, it's you know, it's like you said, they took you know, they they probably had a crowd of people and just like, hey, what do you want to see in this expansion? And people just like shouting things out and they're like, okay, it's in, okay, it's in. And they just like, there's so much stuff on these set of islands that, um, you know, they're going to just tie up all these loose ends. And then it's like you said, like one thing's probably going to sneak through and they're just going to, you know, let that carry the story, which uh, it's a brave move, all things considered. So I, I uh, you know, it's, um, it's something I, I look forward to. Uh, whether that's uh, a good thing or a bad thing is uh, something we'll see. Yeah, and I did touch on um, the second rated expansion was the Sumamara Palace, which is the home of the Nightwell, which I'm assuming is the flip of the Sunwell. So, which is going to be kind of the center of Gul'dan's powers. Uh, Gul'dan has been confirmed to be the final boss of this raid. They have already touched on that this is not another green orc raid. It's a royal elven city. So this actually sounds a lot like Sunwell to me, and that makes me excited. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people didn't get to see a lot of Sunwell. And the fact that it's just not an orc raid is exciting for a lot of people. And uh, one thing that I think is interesting is if you look at the, obviously this is probably the first tier of raiding. Um, it is the exact same as, uh, as uh, Warlords of Draenor. You got seven bosses in the first instance, ten in the second, just like High Mall, Black Rock Foundry. I'm sensing a pattern. And then we'll probably just see another like 13, 14 boss uh, second tier, and then we'll be done. I really hope they don't do that, but... Um, I think that kind of wraps it up for us. A couple other things I wanted to mention here. Um, they did announce that a new transmog system is coming. Um, I think that what a lot of us are hoping for is kind of like a database aspect of it, basically um, similar to what Diablo 3 has, where once you have the weapon in your bags at one point, this kind of goes to a database. So you don't have to keep holding on to it for forever and ever. This gets me excited because I have a lot of bag space in my bank just devoted to transmog gear. Yeah, between void storage banks, it's uh, it gets still a little overwhelming when you have this many expansions. They got to come up with kind of a new solution. Yeah. Also, um, before we ended, I did want to give you a little bit of time to talk about the thing I think that has you the most pissed off about the expansion so far, which is going back to the area of the Broken Isles and how the map looks exactly the same as Draenor. Oh uh, yeah, this is my rant. This is this is the rant that I just I can't let go. And that's yeah, they released the they didn't touch on it really in the presentation much, but they uh they showed the the map and if you look in so many ways it just looks like a reskin Draenor. Like of course I'm sure they're gonna change like the flora and fauna and things like that, but if you look at the land masses, it's obviously Draenor, a little bit cut out, put Dalaran in there, and and you know, we're all good. And I think that's upsetting. I think the Broken Islands could have easily been a chain of islands, and they could have done a lot and of things with it. One island with a bunch of little island sex to it. Yeah, I mean, you can see like there's a little bit of water there, but come on. Like, I know that you guys, this is the shortest time you've had to work on an expansion, probably, but you gotta make it. You can't, you can't do this to me. I, you can't. Um, That's my rant. I'm upset. All right. That's all. That wasn't, that wasn't even that bad. I mean, you were, like, basically screaming last night about it. Yeah... But um, last couple things here, there is going to be a, a big Q&A on Sunday, August 9th, which will give us a lot more information there. We The cinematic trailer that we saw was very short and um, didn't really answer a lot of questions. There is a full cinematic trailer coming. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be at BlizzCon, and this is also when they will release the release date, because they also have said that beta begins later this year. So I have a feeling like we're going to see this expansion like... As early as February into like maybe like May. 
That's definitely an interesting release date for them. Um, and I know it kind of goes along with their new we're going to make short expansions thing. And, uh, you know, before I pass any, like, official judgment, you know, I'm definitely going to be checking the Q&A on Sunday. And I think BlizzCon's going to come out with a lot more information. So, and Beta's going to come up with changes, too. So it's nothing that we need to, uh, you know, cry about the sky falling just yet. But it's uh, this is all a good indication of uh, things to come. And uh, I think, uh, ultimately, we have some mixed feelings about it. I think we do. Like, I think that coming off of like the last two expansions had like such like an opposite effect like everyone hated uh Mr. Pandaria when it started and I think as we saw the expansion grow and change toward the end um obviously a lot more people liked it and then you had Draenor which was obviously another big fan service expansion where it started off really really strong and then kind of died off from there that is what has me really weary right now is that all of this Almost looks too good to be true, similar to how Draenor did, and I'm just, I need more at this point. Like, I was telling everyone, like, the only thing that would get me to come back into WoW Hardcore would be them bringing Illidan back, and they did it, and I'm still very split on this. Yeah, it's, um, you know, they have this, uh, you know, they mentioned that one of the developers mentioned there's a blue post about how they have kind of grown accustomed to the cyclical uh system of, of subscribers and i think they've kind of developed their philosophy around it now they're going to lead you know they're going to put their best foot forward and build all this hype for this expansion and then you know as the expansion releases and, and patches come out you know they're, they're dropping content and you know i'm glad they front load a lot of things to sort of the beginning of the expansion it's really great but if they could carry that through it would be really nice um and and give us something to keep looking forward to rather than going in seeing all the cool stuff and then three months in saying okay i'm done only a big thing for me is really just going to see how they rework a bunch of classes because obviously we've seen big changes coming with um hunters kind of some changes coming with warlocks um with the aspects of artifact weapons kind of taking um giving each spec much more of an identity than it ever has i think just how they present each class and make it super unique is going to be big for a lot of people and like we said before we have people wanting to play certain specs just based on the artifact weapons so i feel like class structure is going to be absolutely huge for this expansion yep and that's a big thing you know for me personally is make combat fun like make me have buttons i want to press you know as a blood dk they had a spec that was actually interesting um dynamic and and fun to play and they nerfed out in the ground and now it's damn near impossible to play so I don't know. That's exactly it, though. Uh, you know, make combat fun, make specs interesting and unique, and give us more things to do in combat. That's my big thing. Yeah. I think that wraps up for us today. Uh, Jelly, I'd like to thank you for coming along and sharing your thoughts and sharing your morning with me today. It was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, up next on uh, Excessive RPing, um, probably within the next week, we will see a couple other friends of WoW rating. Um, like we did say before, we are all kind of taking a break from WoW, and we're playing a completely different MMO, and we want to talk about our experiences with that. But for the time being, uh, thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for more information on World of Warcraft Legion. Have a lovely weekend, and we'll see you all next time.